We've got a great episode today. I've got Will Morad, who's looking to make his third trip to the CrossFit Games after finishing in 2019 10th. He'll be competing in the West Coast Classic in a couple of weeks. And as we are in the thick of semifinals, I'm hoping to bring on a bunch more athletes. But this interview was awesome because he's somebody I've competed with for many years. Um, he's a friend in the sport. I've watched him really evolve and obviously go through a lot. And we get to catch up, uh, have some laughs, and talk a lot about training and what life has looked like for him over these last few years. So hopefully you enjoy. Here we go. Hello, I am Nicky Rankar with the Trial and Air podcast. I've got a beautiful young man in front of me who is a athlete. You should know his name and know of him. Will Morad, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, no problem. I uh, reached out to Will literally just the other day, and you said yesterday, yes. Yesterday, last night, maybe? Yeah, yeah, and I reached out to Street right after, and I told him I messaged you and he said he's gonna do it after Granite Games. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I talked to him today. So I'm talking to Nick this afternoon. He goes, "Oh, yeah. cool, man. You hit me up." I, like, <laughs> I know. I, I told him. I told him. So obviously, you and Street train together, which kind of brings me into uh, my first question. So you're in Nashville, right? Yeah. So I'm in Nolansville, which is like a suburb of Nashville. Uh, but yeah, we all train out of uh, CrossFit East Nashville and CrossFit Trivium. So a little bit north of me in Brentwood and in Nashville. And when you say we, obviously, I think people have probably seen you and your crew on social media as yeah. I, I know you pretty much you train pretty solo. I mean, when I say solo, meaning you were like the only games athlete and you probably had some training buddies. But now I'd say uh, you you have more than a couple. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I've been training, training with what is now the proven crew um, with under uh, Shane Orr and uh, Nick Johnson and. Dwight is another coach with Proven since about December. But previous to that, it was like me and Brooke. Yo, my dog is going crazy. Can I go get him? Oh, dude, you're good. You're good. <laughs> hey, he's like freaking barking. I'm going to pause, pause it. Pause. I'm out of breath. I ran downstairs. All right, take it's two. That. We're back. All right, <laughs> so you, you were, uh, before the dog, you were talking about Proven, and it was you and Brooke, and then. Yeah, yeah, so in July. 20 now geez um so right before hit me up it was before the games um she had qualified a thing through the open I was like hey i'm moving to nashville um you want to train with me sorry i'm out of breath i just ran up the stairs i know i'm a crossfitter but i was gonna say you're not that fit. got me i've been training a lot man <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so me and brooke uh just kind of out of nowhere started training together at a crossfit trivium um hit it off right away and then street and alec who were friends with brooke came and trained for a weekend and loved the environment it was just like me training out of trivium um so we all kind of got along really well and then they went back home um they trained for like a week just like a crew of us and then me and brooke continued to train together um getting her ready for stage one and then maybe Eight weeks after that, Brooke hit me, or not Brooke, uh, Street hit me up and was like, yo, dude, I'm thinking about moving to Nashville. Like, loved it. And I was like, perfect, man. Like, he just kind of vibed really well. Uh, it was kind of like that old Central East vibe, dude. Like, everybody, oh, everybody sure was cool. That. Yeah. Yeah, like, everybody was just cool, man. So I was like, of course, come down. Like, 
I was like, you could like rent a room for me if you wanted. He ended up getting an apartment, but me and my wife were still at the house. So I'm like, hey, yeah, come on, whatever. Um, so yeah, he moved down and then Alec moved down shortly after that. And we all kind of trained together. And even previous to that, bringing Tia and Shane into the loop, um, when I was training with Brooke, getting her ready for stage one, Tia obviously lives in Cookville, which is like an hour and a half away, and they're buddies. So whenever they'd come to Nashville, they'd just like get out of Cookville. I'd go get coffee with them. So it'd be like me, Brooke, Tia, and Shane. And we were just kind of like building some rapport, um, just like meeting new people and uh, no plans to like work with them at all, just kind of like friends. Yeah. Just, yeah. Which was cool, like really happened organically. And then, uh, you know, Brooke degraded stage one, went to the games, um, was kind of toying with the idea of leaving Bergeron and a uh, comp train and was kind of asking me what my plans were. And at the time I was working with Max or I hadn't really worked with Max since before Rogue. So that was like April. I was just kind of like doing Brooke stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, so fast forward to like December, I spoke with Tina and Shane and they were like, Hey, what do you think about like, having this group become like more of a permanent training cell um, and everybody's kind of on their own program. And it was something that I was open to discussing. Um, everybody up until then, like post games to like Christmas was kind of on their own thing. Like me and street would do some stuff together. Me and Alec would do some stuff. Brooke wasn't really training yet. Cause she was, you know, kind of deloaded from the games and Tia was in Korea with a team chamber in Korea doing the bobsled thing. So, um, when I think I'm going to pause you real quick right there, because I love what you said, Brooke was on like a deload from the games. Can you explain what that is for somebody who doesn't understand what it's like, yeah. like to, to either be coming off the games or be coming off of just missing the games, right? That's two different things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> deload from the games, people <laughs> don't work out. Uh, and, um, I think that's becoming more of a norm now. I think like when I like broke into the scene, even as late as like 14, there was still this notion that you needed to train year round. Like you finish the games, you're running this high of like, Oh, I want to do better. And you jump back into training and really like, that's not the best thing. Your body needs to heal. Um, what CrossFitters do is really, really damaging to your joints, to your hormones, everything. Um, and now, especially with like the endorsement money that's in the sport, um, it makes sense to have a long career. Don't do it be like a flash in the pan. So yeah, B was taking some time off, letting her body heal, letting her mind um, not just be singularly focused on training, which is draining. And especially for her, she, I think she's made the game six times, maybe seven. This might be her seventh time going yeah. like, yeah. on a rip like that's that's a lot like you think about it like an nba player who makes the finals like lebron like he makes the finals every season i think he missed two years ago but before that it was like eight or nine in a row so he's playing longer than everybody else so when you're a perennial games athlete you're training longer than everybody else so that little bit of time you get after the games you know two three months maybe take two months and don't do anything. 
and then yeah, ramp back into it. Yeah, because your training is essentially extended. I always tell people when you qualify for the games, you just qualified for more training. That's literally and, and harder training. Exactly. Um, and with the structure, like the structure's been all over the place. Yeah. So the seasons are it's hard to it's blurred. It's just, yeah, man. Like this year has gone back to a regional-esque structure but honestly it's been better um and speaking like for me and my season so far like i had a bunch of messed up stuff through the open like bunch of back injuries i had to get like uh like a nerve ablation in my lumbar i don't promote all this stuff now we can promote it on this website or on this uh, podcast like I don't get hurt and I'm like, oh my God, I'm playing with this. I'm going to put it on Instagram in case I have a shit performance. Like, um, so I've dealt with a lot of stuff, almost pulled out after the second week of the open because I was in that bad of shape. My wife kind of was like, well, just see what happens. Um, it, being a games athlete, like you could be out of shape and make it to the next stage. Yeah. So like I ended up qualifying for the quarterfinals and then uh, ended up qualifying for the semis. And like I, built a base where like I was not firing on all cylinders whatsoever for the first two stages of the season, but it was enough Correct. Um, to slide into the semis. And that's all you need, man, especially with the structure where it's not like it resets. Yep. So like, <laughs> great because, for hey, me. In two, not, not many people know about this, but in 2011 for regionals, they took 60 people. So they took 60 okay. people onto regionals in Jeez. 2011. I qualified 48th. Yeah, and you made the games. And I made the games. Like, it just doesn't – I was in with the, the way it heat, is. I was in the first heat and got a world record for the first workout. People were like, who is this guy? And I'm like, hey, I broke my collarbone right before the Open. Yeah. Like, I actually wasn't bad, but, you know. Whatever. There is this notion that, like, if people have less than ideal performances in the Open or the uh, the quarterfinals, then, like – they're not contenders and it's like well that's not the story like and nobody remembers <laughs> last year's placement in in the early stuff right no one's like yeah. oh well, you were 87th in the open in 19 what happened in 20 when no one knows what your placement was yeah dude we could go through my freaking laundry <laughs> list of injuries uh people are going to be like geez man how are you still doing this i'm like bionic yeah i know but, you've had um, a handful of stuff a lot yeah um so yeah, so the the proven team kind of came together back to that. Yeah. Uh, and we decided to, you know, make it a permanent training cell a little after the first of the year. Um, so it was me, Brooke, Street, and Alec. And John Colty, actually, um, who's another games guy. I think he made it in 18. Uh, I think, yeah. He so just happened to move in. He just happened to move to Nolansville Rainbow? and he hit me up. And he was like, hey, man, uh, you live in Nashville, right? And I'm like, yeah, I live in Nolensville. And he was like, I just moved to Nolensville. I'm like, dude, we'll come over and train with us. Um, great guy. Him and his wife just built a house up here, like five minutes down the road from me. It's crazy. Where was he from? Uh, he originally lived in Alabama. I think Birmingham. Wow. So just um, going to move there. Yeah, just crazy. They just wanted to get out. I think like all their family was in Alabama and they were like, time to, you know, spread yeah. our wings a little bit so hey man they moved we got a crew. yeah we got a crew man um and then t and shane moved back in february from korea so since february on it's been all of us every day 
um, doing everything together. Now, like with people getting ready for different competitions, it's a little bit different. Yep. Um, but predominantly every session has been as a group, uh, which is pretty cool. And it just kind of happened organically, um, which, you know, like if Broken Street came down and Alec in August and like we didn't get along, then it wouldn't have happened. But like everybody got along, like we trained well. And you know how it is in training. Like when you have all these alphas, it's easy to not get along. Um, but there is this, it's like a good balance of like brothers and sisters talking shit. Like no, nobody, you know, yeah, nobody. You, you like, cannot take it personal or feel like you're getting bumped down too much, but use it. Like it's a powerful yeah, tool. It's a tool. Most it's a really people. powerful tool. And, and it took it took a little adjusting, right? Cause you don't want to like always race, um, which you kind of always do a little bit, but it's like, it's smart racing. Um, and now we're like, we will do a, a session together, especially in these prep workouts, like where people are getting ready for these semifinals, like we'll do a workout together and then we'll talk to each other about it and be like, Hey, like what, how did you approach this? Um, like, what, what do you think about this X, Y, Z, you know how to do it. And, um, that really benefits you. So you learn from people who have different strengths and different weaknesses, and it really elevates your game, not, not just physically, but mentally. Mm -hmm. um, and we have so many veterans, like I've made the games twice, been doing it for a long time. Same with Alec and Street um, and Colty. And then obviously B and Brooke have had like a string of games appearances. And then like Tia's arguably going to be the GOAT, male or female, if she goes and does a job um this year which she's looking amazing so yeah dude it's a really strong crew um and it's really supportive and you know we're friends outside of the gym like we'll go get dinner and stuff and th that makes it more fun we haven't so are, killed each so other yet. are are any of you qual like competing in the same semi yeah so t and brooke are going this weekend okay and competing against which each other Atlantic, and, right yeah uh mac Mac. Yeah, Mid-Atlantic. It's in Knoxville. Um, wow. So not That's far from me. About two and a half hours. And then Streets Solo in Granite Games. And then me, Colty, Alec, and Sydney, Brooke's sister, mm -hmm. are all going to West Coast. And then everybody's coming out to West Coast with us, which will be cool. So we'll have like a crew out there. And that's in um, Vegas, right? Yeah, that's in Vegas, which, I mean, I'm not a big Vegas guy. Were you in Vegas for the Grid League thing? Yeah, dude yeah dude throw it back so that it's the same arena oh man the orleans man Dang. not the best place whatever it it doesn't have to be <laughs> you're just working out yeah oh, we're just gosh man out. you are throwing it back dude and actually speaking of that that would have been the same year that i would have met you right yeah. we had 14 yeah, I mean, I competed at regionals in 13. I didn't meet you then. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I finished 10th. Maybe I did. I was in the last heat with you dudes, with all the cool yeah, dudes. Yeah, I don't remember. You, you didn't make an appearance until you took a game spot. The next yeah, year. and then the next year I showed all the old guys, well, so. Yeah, so Will, <laughs> 14, wasn't that when we were in, were we in Cincinnati? So, Dude, that layout was the best. Ugh. With like the cooldown area totally out of the Never. noise. That was so good. But yeah, minus minus traveling to do the hang snatch. Dude, what do you mean? 
the trip from that spot to go and snatch. We had to like walk up. It took like 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about like, should you like stone yourself before an event? Like, should you take like 10 minutes? Yeah, do that. But like, I remember that arena. I was like, I don't even know when we're going to get there. Like, I don't even know. They let us warm up. I don't, dude, I don't even remember. No, no, they didn't have any spot for us once we left to warm up. Stone ages, man. (laughs) But yeah, that, so 2014 then. So that was your second regional? That was my second regional. Yeah. And then you came in and just smashed it. And yeah, it was a good year. Did you get get second or third? I got third. Um, There's actually a documentary out there. Only, only three or the three? Or... I think it's only three. It's yeah, man, that was a good one. Um, it kind of like you, highlighted. Can you explain that if anybody doesn't know when talking about the Central East and then when it transitioned to those three? Yeah, so old school CrossFit, you need to like put a link to only three. Like, <laughs> I should. I'll do that. I'm gonna right do it. there. <laughs> um, that's actually a good doc. Like Savan did it. It was a good doc. Um, so yeah, so with the Central East being so heavily games veteran and champion um, ridden, I guess the uh, like if Rich or Graham would to get would get in the top three, then it would unlock two more spots. So for a couple of years running there, the Central East was given out five spots, mm-hmm. um, which was the case in 12, thirteen. Twelve and 13. yeah. 12 and 13. So when, and they, and with CrossFit, you know, not knowing what the hell they're doing rules wise still to this day in 2021, um, when I made third place and Rich had won, we didn't know if they were going to give like a, because Graham got fourth, Graham got fourth. We didn't know if he was going to get a spot. So it was like me, Scott, Rich, Marcus, and Graham like standing in a circle right after that last event. And I think it's on the video. And the whoever the lady was, was like, hey, Rich, Scott, Will, come on. And then like we did the, yeah, bro, good job thing. And we went over there and that was it. And then I guess maybe it was before or after Dave came out saying like, we're not doing it. And it almost seemed like up until that moment, they didn't know what they were going to do, um, well, at least to the athletes. Well, they had always said, because what's crazy, and I don't know if you know this, but in the originally, if you won the games, you were guaranteed a spot for life. Yeah. So in 2011, Rich didn't have to do regionals because he had already won the games. Graham didn't have to do regionals because he had already won the games. So they both watched in 2011. And Rich actually crazy. competed on a team and helped the team yeah. make the games. So three people came and then you already had in 11, you had these two games champions. Well, then in 12, they were like, no, you have to prove you're still fit enough, but yeah. you can't take a spot. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, eventually you're not going to be fit enough. Like what, basically like, what do we create? And then yeah, like they never really verified it. They were just like, we don't know what, like, I thought they were going to take Graham that year. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. And Honestly, like with that structure, they would have taken Marcus as well. Correct. Um, but yeah, that didn't, whatever, didn't matter for me either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was definitely, I, that like catapulted my career. Um, and I, I finished 14th at the games that year. And 
kind of rode the wave of sponsorships and stuff up until I missed by one spot in 15, 16, which sucked. And then in 17. Oh, that sucks. Yo, did I lose you? No. I'm right here. I can hear you. I hear you. We're back. Okay. Okay. I was like, I just had like a weird like update thing. And I was like, shit, what happened? Oh no. You had said, you had just said that, uh, you know, missing it sucks. And I, and I said, no, I can't believe that it would suck. Like, yeah, there you go. So you've been there. So I, I, uh, yeah, just barely missed. And, and the, the thing that makes it so much harder being in our region, we're going to sound like these punks, (laughs) but like, you do the cross regional comparisons oh, and you're top you 10. Can. You can. You're top 10 every time. And you're like, huh. Like, I'm, I'm winning regionals. You're winning them. Yeah. Like, you're winning regionals. And, like, here's the problem with that structure. Like, the endorsement money that you get from making the games is huge. Even if you're from those other regions that don't need to be said, because if you know your history, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, those guys, they're working hard. And that's great, but they weren't better than us in our region based on the tests, the same tests that everybody was doing. Um, the only test, and I was out of the sport for that year, that it wouldn't have been fair was the when the treadmills broke. And was that 2018? In the Eastern Regional, they like te- they, yeah. they counted the tape. Yeah, well, it, was, it was the it was the triple three. Yeah. So barring anything like that. The, t- the scores of the scores, the layout was the exact same. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're, they figured that out a little bit with the sanctional and yep. I think whatever. That I think that, honestly, if we probably could, – we could probably grab 12 guys from the Central region. We're really, Central East in – and then it became Central when we brought North Central together. But realistically, that Central East, you could probably bring 12 guys and we could have, like, a, a conversation going through, like – because I, I, I really was excited to actually talk to you too, because the perspective, right? Like, you know, in 14, I was, I think I got seventh or eighth and I'm like, so I was like, I was far enough outside where you're like, you know, you know, 12, it was like one point away, Panchik beat me. And then yeah. 15, you know, making it, you're like, oh, but then like you just missing it. So like, I've been on the side of just missing it and then not in, you know, different. Yeah. Years. So to hear the perspective of like, what was 14 like making it and then knowing how it felt like for me and then 15, yeah. you know, you just like every year is at like, sports, man. Um, it's, uh, and it, it is what it is. Like you, I'm sure you've talked about this a million times, like you win and you lose. And, um, do I think that like from 14 to now I've been like one of the fittest guys on the planet? Totally. Um, and I wouldn't be where I am without that headspace. And that's not like a cocky thing. Like I've proved it um, numerous times. And I think I've earned the respect from like other guys in the game that would probably agree with me. Um, but, you know, injuries, bad calls. And, you know, that's kind of the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And I'm totally fine with that. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm happy with, how my career has gone so far. I think I have a little bit unfinished business as far as, um, you know, 19 was kind of a disappointment because I thought I was poised to podium that year. And then I ruptured my hammy and it was like, mm-hmm. cops over buddy. <laughs> I, know, and I remember, I remember Castro got mad at that. <laughs> yeah. I don't dude. So I talked to Dave 
and he wasn't like he came. It, it is what it is. He seemed like he was. I think before he really knew the extent, like, or that you were kind of maybe playing it off. I I don't know. Yeah, like I talked to him. Um, I talked to him and Boz. Either that like, or after. whoever was announcing made it seem like there was more going on. Because obviously, yeah, I was, I I was there, but I was like obviously I was competing masters, so yeah. I was more watching it happen, like everybody else was watching it. You're talking about the clean event, correct? Yeah, so people like I did it in the sprint event. So we no, had no, no, no. I knew you did it in the sprint event, but it came off that like Dave was mad that you weren't attempting it. Oh yeah, like what was I supposed to do? Um, I don't remember our interaction, or maybe I do. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, so can you clean that?" I'm like, "Yeah, bro," but like I can't touch my toes right now. And my doc, I literally called my doctor after it happened. Like my orthopedic surgeon, in Nashville, was like, "Hey, here's the situation." So you know you're an athlete. You have an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, sponsor, uh, uh, elite sports medicine, Empower. What's up? Shout out. Um, so. He was like, dude, don't do anything heavy pulling. You'll rupture it. You could pull it off the bone. Like until you get an MRI, like you just need to do what you need to do to get through the weekend. And that's what I did. Um, and that was the most professional way to go about it. Like CrossFit. Here you go. This is the guy that was barking. What's up, buddy? Big boy. I to get him in here. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, like there's this notion in CrossFit um not professionals for for the vast majority that like you need to try your best even if you're broken and like you just need to disintegrate your soul <laughs> and it's like no like being healthy is important and when your job is your body you got to protect that thing um so i made i did everything they told me to do i did the minimum work requirements and um there was none for the clean obviously and uh I got through that weekend and finished in 10th. And I think, you know, I should have finished a lot higher had I not done that, but that's history. And, uh, you know, I'm still in the saddle. So I'm feeling pretty good for this season. The, uh, obviously the crew that we spoke about earlier is making the whole process just a lot more enjoyable. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to wonder right now where you are, who would win? You, Street, or Alec? If you win, what? Just a comp? Right now, like right now, fit, who's fittest? Who's the fittest? <laughs> Me. What? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? I don't know. I mean, if you didn't um, say you, I know it wasn't you. <laughs> yeah, def, def, definitely me. Um, but it depends on the tests, right? Sure, like, well, if it's well, all freaking handstand walking, then Alec's gonna yeah. make us all look horrible. Yeah. Like. One thing so, I learned about you, though, after you made the games in 14 was that you were a good runner with that soccer background. All of a sudden, you, yeah. you learn a little bit more about somebody when they make the games because they get that extended reach of like, oh, hey, I'm going to learn more about this guy. Yeah, you learn like who the real athletes are yeah. and you know who can adapt on the fly and who, you know, the thing that these regionals don't test is like the whole unknown and unknowable component. Yep. And I think like I've thrived in that over the years. Like I just figure it out and, you know, like first attempt on open workouts, I do pretty good, but I don't like everybody else does them 17 times and they can improve. Usually like for me, no, my first attempt is about 99% of how I do it. Um, and that's just, 
I don't know. It's just a thing that I've always kind of done. Like maybe on a max lift or something, if it's like a two-parter, there can be some adjustments, but the way I pace and approach workouts has usually been um, pretty optimal. I think the, maybe that comes from like being so much running in the background. Like you want, you want to have like negative splits and it's like a big deal. And I don't know, but yeah, well, and I would, I would say uh, confidence plays a big role in that because I think if you talk to a lot of athletes, non elite athletes, but even some that are really, really good, they're going to tell you that they're going to test it. Right. Like I'm going to, tr- I'm going to feel it out on this one. And I think for us, and I might be speaking just for myself is there's no testing in an open workout. Yeah. Like, I yeah. quit more open workouts because I was going to do it a second time. And when I got into it, I was like, it's going to hurt too much. I've been, yeah, yeah. like, it's not worth a second. Like that's not to say that like, I can't improve it, but right. like those improvements would be, you're not wasting an effort is basically what it would I'm be saying. smaller. Like if like I did like a, a sled push chest of our workout today and I finished it and I did everything unbroken and I freaking sprinted with the sled and I sprinted my transitions and it's like, where do you make up time when you execute like that? And I was like, maybe it's like my hand placement on the sled that can make me cycle it faster. Like it comes down to little shit like that mm-hmm. where it does hurt. It does hurt a lot more because <laughs> you're making micro adjustments, but keeping the output high. So de- I mean, I definitely like can improve on executions, but it's usually just little things like that, which at the highest level, that's what matters. Right. Um, that's where I think a lot of people need to hear that, you know, every opportunity is an opportunity. It's not like Friday. It's like, uh, and then I'm going to worry about it on Monday. It's like, no, if, if you get a shot today, you're taking your shot. Doesn't mean it was the right shot. Doesn't mean you did everything perfect but you literally you're taking every opportunity you have to improve, whether that's in just training efficiency technique, whether it is going slow because that's what you need, whether it's taking time off. I think every people don't understand really how detailed, you know, one day is let alone 365. Yeah. Over a decade, like, and it changes. Um, and like the, and the way your body reacts to big training weeks, um, like, we're in the middle of a training camp, dude. Like I'm not feeling like I want to train every day, like, but you put it in and I know that if I test a, an old regional workout, cause they say West coast is going to be all redos, which will be probably pretty cool if they do that. If it's like all redo regional or games workouts for that was what they said they were going to do. Okay. Like back during COVID and then they canceled it. And I, like I'm assuming that they're going to hold on to that a little bit. I hope so. Um, so, cause I've been testing a bunch of freaking regional workouts, <laughs> but when you're in the depths of the training camp, like, you know, you're not going to have great output and, and, you know, like, and sometimes you still do, but it's just, it's a part of the process and there's always things to improve on. And man, today I did that, uh, uh that step over workout from regionals in 18 oh the lunge yeah and i had never done it like because i wasn't in the like in the game back then um and we made some adjustments that made it a little bit harder uh sure and i won't disclose but uh i mean you probably look at the workout and guess what i did but the uh (laughs) Yeah, like I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, like here's my execution. It was a good score relative to like the old scores in 18. Um, 
but there was little micro things that I would change if that comes up, you know? Um, That'd be a great one to retest, honestly. It's yeah. Just, uh, that's such a, that's such a, it's a step over workout. Um, and, and here's the thing I learned, like it's six step overs. You advanced every six. It was something weird. It was, it was weird. And I'm like, man, that slowed it down. Like if it was 10, I don't know if I would have held on for 10 the whole way, but maybe like the first few sets, you don't rely on that break. Where like the six, you're like, oh, I need to break because this is. And when those breaks can get long. Yeah, bro. And you got to flip the box and do all that stuff. So, um, yeah, like just back to our details conversation. Every little detail matters, um, especially in training camps when, uh, you know, you're getting ready to be on the competition floor, which is in itself is going to be so exciting, like just to have fans again and be in the warm-up area and like just the intensity and you never know, man. Like I didn't like last time I've been on an open competition floor was in London in 2020. Yeah. Like right before shutdown in February <laughs> and then the world shut down and then like my season got canceled. So it's been a little bit. <laughs> so kind of speaking on what you were just talking about, do you have any, I love to see if anybody has any tips, like, let's say there's an athlete who looks up to you or wants to be where you are, or maybe next year, their goal is semis or, you know, quarterfinals. What is a piece of advice or two that you would give to somebody who's, who's like, man, one day that's like, I want to be on a podcast or I want to be, I want to be yeah. talking about what I can do. Like, I want to be like, what is it that you can give? What advice could you give to somebody like that? Yeah, man, it's something that I've always done. Like, it might be cliche bet on yourself like i i would say that you need to be realistic with who you are and you know what your abilities are in a, in a sport like crossfit that is in my opinion heavily genetically biased <laughs> like <laughs> it, you need to maybe that's for the people around you like your support group to be like hey if you're 130 pounds and you're 25 you're probably never going to make the crossfit games but uh you know, like whatever your goals are, bet on yourself um, and take some risks and see what the hell happens. Like I rolled the dice completely taking this on as a career and I, you know, I'm doing all right. Uh, and it's not always, <laughs> it's not always easy, man. I mean, like I went into kidney failure, had a misdiagnosis, retired from the sport, sold my gym, started corporate America selling e-learning technology 2017 2018 like 18 months um and then was told that i don't have this disease and i went back to the sport which was like crazy leave security of a corporate job to go back to a sport that is so volatile i mean the sport itself is volatile if yeah, you're exactly. if you're rich froning let alone a guy that's like not the all-time games champion. So um, rolled the dice, like started a coaching business um, and and like bet on myself to perform. And it's worked out so far uh, and we're still grinding. So yeah, I think that's the best advice I can give on that. That's awesome, man. I, I literally totally forgot. I think you get so far removed, even though that's not that far. You get so far removed, like I forgot about, I mean, I remember, I remember, all yeah. of that. and then when it was like you were back 
I think I even me- messaged you maybe, and I was like, dude. Yeah. What? Just like, like checking out. Yeah. Know? Like, dude, hey, man. Like, and I think that's really cool too. Like, I don't think people really understand that like a lot of us are friends. Um, and yeah. not necessarily like, oh, we text each other every day, but like you see somebody, you give them a hug. It's like, dude, and you catch up real quick. And then you're like, yeah, like you haven't left. And yeah, dude. That's cool about this sport. Yeah, everybody, um, like almost every competitor I've come across who I've like had a connection with, you know, it's just like that. Uh, there's obviously like people I'm a little bit closer to now. Um, just from like years of competing and like having like sharing the same coaches like me and Travis and Noah had the same coach for a long time. Uh, so we've obviously have been like really tight. And then like now, like my whole training crew, like some of my best friends. Um, and then obviously like guys you just compete against in like your regions and stuff. It's the same thing. Just like same faces show up. So it's cool, man. And it, and the, uh, in a racing sport that's it's changing now i think um especially with the uh like these training cells coming out yeah um i don't know how warm it will be in the warm up areas anymore like it used to just kind of be like i think it's different too because we're getting to a spot where people are coming in to be pros Right. I don't yeah. think even when you came in, you didn't come in to be a pro at this. You came in to be the best, but you weren't thinking I'm going to I'm going to make a living. I'm going, you know, you you yeah. dreamed of it. Right. Like you're like, man, this would be so cool it's, if I could do this for a living. <laughs> yeah, I it I was. You're a little bit. Like, I was in that headspace um, of like, I want to be a pro. And because I came from like professional soccer um, and I kind of I mean, I coached. And that was my main source of income going into the 14 regionals. And then when I made it, like I signed endorsements and did all that. But um, talking to Rich, actually, before the last day, we were like getting our ring dip measured. Um, and I was joking with him and maybe you were there and Scott, like we were like the last ones getting measured. And uh, I was like, dang, dude, my family's killing me because we moved my wedding weekend. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> back a week which is like kind of a big deal it was like a destination wedding that's really and i was a kid dude i was like 23 so i was like i just moved the wedding whatever now i'm like geez man um so yeah they moved that and i was like man rich like they're killing me about this and they they were like dude they won't be killing you about it when you start making money doing this and i was like huh and then the rest is history so i've told that story a few times i'm like hey rich was right (laughs) Mm-hmm. now fitness is the priority <laughs> well and that's where it's kind of like that's where i think when that when when money actually comes in and you're talking about someone's livelihood friendships don't matter as much yeah well and it's not even friendship it's just like understanding that works work like yes. my family um like respected the the pursuit more uh it wasn't like oh it's whatever cookout that will had to miss because he was training now it's like okay well he's training like that's what he does and it took time Mm -hmm. it took maybe like a year for them to like totally understand but for the most part my family's been pretty awesome about it uh like me and my brother my sister all played division one sports my dad played a little bit of professional uh soccer as well and was like a three-sport athlete in college like my uncles and cousins and everybody played college sports like so really fun. 
crazy sport family. Um, so when it's like, oh, Will's working out, it wasn't always like, oh, what the hell? It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. So I'm like lucky in that sense um, where I've had just like a really amazing support crew around me and gets the gets the grind, Yeah. Um, which isn't typical. That's awesome. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. I have one more question for you. What what can we expect to see out of Will at semis? I'm planning on going to West Coast and winning it. Um, I, I'm I'm feeling good. I don't feel like there's any any reason that I won't contend. Um, go out there healthy, execute well, um, and I plan on being the fittest I've ever been out there. So that's the game plan, baby. The follow up. What do we What are we seeing at the games? Sorry. Same thing, man. Yeah, like why why aim for anything lower than the top? Um, like I said before, like 19, I kind of like I have some unfinished business. Um, and by all stretches of the imagination, like I'm better than I was back then. So, I, I mean, I, I hope that everybody comes out there like super fit and um, I hope it's a battle. Like it's going to like I get to compete against Noah, who's like one of my buddies and um that will be fun so that'll be a great test yep. and we'll see where we're at make the games and then uh see what happens it's awesome man well hey best of luck health um oh and the hat i know people are gonna be like uh i'm assuming that's the tv12 oh yeah tv12 they just gave me this they uh came down <laughs> and worked on us um two weeks ago if people see that huge scab on my neck it's from this freaking barbell i had tape on it it just looks red Honestly, Will's got freaking hickeys. No, it's like just raw skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, so yeah, Tia came and worked on us. Um, I guess Tia knows them. So that was pretty cool. Great crew up there. Shout out TV12. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, do you have anybody, uh, any ways for people to follow you, know anything else about you or stuff they should know? You want to shout out? Yeah, to just uh, check me out on Instagram at Will Morad. Uh, that's where I do all my posting. I just link all my other social media to my Instagram. Um, and if you are interested in remote coaching, my emails on my IG, uh, I'm taking on clients after the season. So that should be early August. Cool. So I will also, what did we say we were going to put on here? Oh yeah. Only three. <laughs> Shout out Savon. <laughs> All right. I got to put on only three and I'll tag your handle on here too. Oh, cool. Appreciate you, man. All right, dude. I appreciate you coming on here and, uh, yeah, man, it was nice catching up. So, yeah, for sure. Nick Rankar, Trial and Air Podcast. Peace out.